0: to make things like this easier.
1: Um, read
0: and ultimately enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing?
1: Have fun together. Did I do good, daddy?
0: <laughs> yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together before we begin, head down into the show notes, get a load of all the fun things that we're doing in your YouTube channel the free download for the uh, Around the World study, North America and the South America's coming. Uh, We have all their social media do it, but today, we're going to the movies, boozes, the mo- at the movies with the boozes.
1: Yeah, family movie. Hey, St- Stat-
0: Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> <laughs> Your movie was
1: terrible. <laughs> yeah, you know, they don't come out with uh, very many family-friendly movies and not that often. So we feel like we got to talk about them. We've talked about Raya. We talked about the new Mulan movie. What and else did we talk about?
0: I think those two. And then today we're, we're going back to the movie theater. And by the movie theater, I mean our giant TV on the wall. (laughs) Yeah. And enjoying the Netflix movie, The Mitchells Versus the Machines. Yeah. Now, the title of something like that is not something that you would immediately gravitate towards. But when you see Lord and Miller stamped on the side
1: of lego movie fame um, of
0: lego movie fame and uh, they did they did the news the, the most recent spider-man into the spider-verse i think i don't know if they wrote that but i think they might have produced that one yeah they're um, great so they produced this they didn't direct or write it normally they the ones that are really good that we that you would gravitate towards would be the ones they directed and wrote but they didn't do this one but It was, this was a fantastic movie.
1: It was fantastic. Now this is on Netflix. Current
0: tomato rating sitting at 98%. 98%. So we
1: hardly need to talk about this, but we feel like when a cool family movie comes out, we got to tell you guys about it because it it doesn't happen very
0: often. And not like reviewers matter. Like, I don't even know what some guy in Brooklyn thinks about this movie.
1: Yeah, really. I hate that, right? I hate when somebody was like, well, the themes in this movie, you know, it's like, did your family enjoy this? Did it have a good message? Was there anything questionable in it that. You know, you might have to watch for your kids. I mean, come on. This is uh, a Netflix movie, so it's highly accessible. Mm -hmm. It's PG, hour and 54 minutes, so it doesn't even break the two-hour mark. Thank you very much. It doesn't
0: have any—I mean, there's, like, scenes of peril and things like that and kind of, like, robot-related violence. But other than that, it's not— No one
1: dies. There's no killing in it. Even though the robots are taking over the world, they just capture the humans in these little little hexagonal pods. It was
0: a clever way to get around the fact of, like— (laughs) the Terminator 2 end of the world. Right, the whole
1: like mass slaughter thing. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was just a capturing of the humans. Um, This movie was really good because I think that they could have gone so wrong with this. The, The premise of the movie is that you have a family who's on a road trip, when the robot apocalypse kind of thing happens and they start scooping up all the humans and they're the last ones left and need to battle the robots to to defeat them and, you know, set society back
0: on its axis. But And it has kind of cliche themes of, you know, uh, a family that's struggling to connect and come together you know as a unit and like that would you would feel like okay how are they gonna how I are mean, they there gonna you could have been two I- separate movies this, here yeah. right
1: there's there's a a daughter who's about to go off to college she's mm-hmm. going to go to film school and she and her father who's a big kind of outdoorsy guy they just are on totally different wavelengths and then you have this whole robot apocalypse thing and that almost could have been two separate movies and if they didn't do it cleverly it would not have worked together mm-hmm. but it was such a it was such a specific Issue too. It wasn't just like ugh, parents, ugh, teenagers. You know, it wasn't like that. They really had like lo- specific yeah, problems. a lot of times
0: when you have kind of those clashes and within the family, they always make it like cultural, so that it's time specific. Like, oh, the the kids these days and blah blah blah. They had a little bit of that, but it was just really, a little bit. it was really just a, a more, you know ground level connection issue between the father and the daughter you know with the daddy with daughters it was a little bit of the feels but yeah i noticed
1: that when we were watching it but it was it it was just done so well and Mm -hmm. the the way that the the mother and the brother also were trying to constantly help to repair that relationship
0: yeah and it was it was they were working together to try to like seem the two guys back together right so it was made by the same studio sony the sony animation studio that uh, that did the spider-man into the spider-verse
1: i believe that's also maybe the same animation studio that does the hotel transylvania movie so that's not a universal recommendation <laughs> but if the you like this
0: if you like the spider-man <laughs> styling from a cgi standpoint i saw an enormous amount of parallels oh you know, yeah similar styling they did a little bit of the kind of double layering on the edge of all the characters. There was kind of like a haze on them that you saw that in the Spider-Man movie.
1: But not nearly as bad. I not, I thought, not, as, I not as like intense. it was like, yeah. it was almost distracting it into the Spider-Verse. And this one, I barely noticed that.
0: Well, the Spider-Verse was trying to really capture the comic book feel. They were. But they pulled a little bit of that styling into this movie. But it wasn't, you're right, it was not over the top. Um, They had so many kind of side gags in this show that you would think if they didn't do it in in the way they did it, it would not be funny or it would be too much. But there are always these like side cuts of all those movies that that the daughter makes or um, as they're going through the, you know, fighting the robots and stuff, there were all these these, you know, almost fantasy like illusions on how we're gonna solve the problem and it was sketchbook style stuff. And there was even, I think at points, live puppets in some of the dream sequences and and stuff like that. Yeah. It was so cleverly done. And it was so, I think, on the nose with modern humor. A lot of the internet culture, a lot of the internet humor kind of came into this. But it wasn't so much that, you know, somebody who isn't in that uh, world you know the meme cultures and things of that nature that they would not enjoy this. It was it was funny. It was very like no. overtly hilarious in a lot of. <laughs> you're
1: <laughs> you're much more read into a lot of the memes and different things, and I'm really oblivious to most of that. And I I can't remember the last time I laughed as hard at a movie as we did at this. We were all it was funny. I I found things funny. Then you found them funny on a different level because you knew the reference they were making, and yeah. then the kids also. Thought it was funny just you, from you, the gag that they were pulling, so we were all kind of laughing for different reasons, <laughs> but we were all laughing. And
0: even the two year old you know, laughed a few times. Like it, it got to that There was some hilarious,
1: yeah. um, just kind of the way that they pulled faces. And there's this really funny dog in oh it,
0: and God, the dog.
1: We were <laughs> we were dying <laughs> watching such this a movie. Great, there's
0: such a there's so many gags with the. It's a pug, and he's got he's a little cross eyed, and. <laughs> they did so many gags with this, and the is it a bug? Is it a cat? Yeah, no, no. It was. Is it, it, is it a dog? Is it a uh, pig? <laughs> or is it a loaf of bread? <laughs> yeah. And it was so funny.
1: They, you know, it was done so well. The voice acting from Danny McBride as the dad yeah. and Maya Rudolph. She's always fantastic. She's always fantastic uh, as the mom. Yeah, this is one of those movies that I would say, just you don't hesitate. Get these to Netflix. Yeah. Th- this is w- so good. This will
0: absolutely be on the short list for best best animated flick of the year. Yeah, I a- imagine abs- it will be. Absolutely, absolutely guaranteed. Because not only was, did it have a, a sweet story with a good ending and a good message, but it also was extremely funny. Like all Lord and Miller productions are, they just have this level of comedy that is layered. Mm-hmm. It's complex, and it's not so in some comedies, what they do is they design gags and they design bits, and a lot of these bits will be like two or three minutes set up, and then you get the then you get the laugh. They didn't necessarily do that here there was there were there were jokes that had kind of a sequence where they would come back and they would cycle back. And they got funnier they as they, got they funnier. came back. Yeah. And then they kept building and it happened throughout the movie. And then there
1: was great payoffs at the end for oh, yeah. some of these running gags. Yeah. You know, it's interesting uh, a movie like this and you talk about it being up for best picture, uh, right? You know, we watched soul together as a family with really your, good. with your parents. And it was very good. Uh, I have to say though, we watched what well, we watched. Mitchell's in the machines, like four or five days ago. And I remember almost all of the movie, like thinking back, I remember all the parts. I remember (laughs) a lot of the jokes. It's a movie that really stayed with me. I tell you what, we watched soul and as good as that movie was, it's Pixar. Of course it was good within like two days. I don't remember most of that movie. I mean, I remember a couple of the major things I asked Mm -hmm. you the other day. Um, when it was up for the Oscar, I was like, how did that movie end again? And you're like, how do you not remember how it ended? And I said, I just, it just left so little impression on me. It wasn't mm-hmm. that it wasn't really well done and very thoughtful, but I just, I kind of walked away without really having connected to the movie. Like, yeah. it, 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 and it was a heartstring type poland movie. You'd think <laughs> I would have connected. I'm usually pretty weepy at that kind of thing, but I really didn't.
0: I think, I think with Soul, what they, they ran into the issue, it became too it became too meta in some respects. I was respects. wondering if you were saying yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was, they were trying to yeah. carefully a, a go after a very deep idea of, you know, meaning in life, um, chance, afterlife, things of that nature. It was a very bold uh, movie in a lot of respects, mm-hmm. especially, you know, I, I've said, I think I said this before on, on some of our earlier movie reviews. Movies like Inside Out are extremely bold movies i mean those are not movies that most like if a studio is going to sit here and they're going to say am i going to make a movie like the minions which will obviously children would like or am i Uh going to be bold and bring in like psych 401 stuff into my movie like inside out that that is a level of boldness of storytelling that i really really appreciate because you know just going out there and making your next canned Transylvania Number Four, right. right? Hotel Transylvania Four is is a lot easier to do, which our kids gonna lap up. What, by the way, yeah, and you know, it and who doesn't love themselves some blobby, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if if movies like like these type of movies are are very, I, I appreciate them because I think when children see sto- sophisticated storytelling at this level, you know, when they're five, six, seven, mm-hmm. eight years old, I think it just they get more out of it than just some silly, you know, over the hedge type of movie. You know, that's just kind of a slapsticky, humorous, anthropomorphized movie of some animals, right? I would I really appreciate these deeper messages because when they get a little bit older, we we can I will be happy to sit down and watch Mitchell's versus the machines or inside out or even right. movies like Soul and get more out of it. Like every viewing based on As your age and your older. maturity, you get you get you just get more out of it. And I really appreciate movies where, and I know that's the harder path because uh, trust me, like you make a movie like this and you could totally bomb mm-hmm. and it would just be terrible. And you put, you know, $100 million into a you know, movie with thousands of people working on it and the story just falls flat. And that's, that's, you know, it's a nightmare for these guys. And, it's very bold that they do this. And I've heard some of the processes with like Pixar is that they, they do a lot of iteration mm-hmm. and they go back and they rewrite and they reanimate. Mm-hmm. And that's why these, their movies take a lot longer is that they really try to make sure the story works at kind of a ground level before they actually release it. They ran into that problem with The Good Dinosaur where the movie just wasn't working and it just got delayed and delayed and delayed and they had to redo portions of the movie because it, it
1: kind of never ended up working i like it's not it's
0: not bad it's not a bad movie it just but it's not to their level I, of, no you watch
1: you watch something we like, know they can do better
0: <laughs> you, you point to a good dinosaur and most people forget that was a pixar movie
1: right because it, it doesn't feel like it and yeah. i appreciate because they have a high
0: they have a high bar they do
1: right? i appreciate them being ambitious but at the same time i think i think what was so great about mitchell's versus the machines is they went for some really deep feels, the mm-hmm. the whole thing going on with the, with the daughter and the dad. And then there was some commentary on, on tech and its role in our lives mm-hmm. and stuff that was kind mm-hmm. of interesting. I liked that they were able to go for a really a deep emotional message that could carry through and our kids could really see and then have lots of silly, just over-the-top fun, zooming around, blowing yeah. robots out of the sky type thing. I, I liked that they married those because it feels like a lot of times, like a Pixar, we'll just go for a, a Soul or an Inside Out, which, mm-hmm. while great, is it's a deep thing and it's all it's all in there. I liked that this had a mix of both. Like our our daughter didn't care for Soul because she just didn't really understand it. It was like it was an animated movie that was too old for an almost six year old, and that was just an, yeah. a hard thing. Yeah, this soul was, was too old for her. like she can enjoy it now, and as you say, as she grows, she's going to get more and more out of it. With successive viewings, and she'll take more away.
0: Even movies like Onward, I don't know if she got as much out of that as, say, like uh, the no, parents I, or, or even older And they tried
1: kids. to yeah. do that, right? They tried to have a deep message around with a hero's journey kind of wrapped around the whole thing yeah, and an classy. adventure thing, but it didn't quite work yeah
0: i mean well you had pratt and the kid well who's the spider-man kid always forget his name oh i don't remember his name but yeah spider-man kid kid. um you know they were really good and everything but you're right like it was just i think it was just above her level she wants more of a dory she wants more of a you know finding but she totally got the mitchells versus machines she did she totally understood it i don't think she got as much of the but again like if you know if we're going to be just as critical on on those movies as we are on the Mitchells movie, you know, there were a lot of storyline elements there she just didn't understand what was going on. Right, right, but I
1: think it's I think that's okay because she enjoyed the movie enough that she'll want to watch it again when she's older and mm-hmm. then she'll get more out of it whereas other movies if they if they're too deep or don't click yet, it's going to I'm going to have to wait quite a while to and go back to that. The
0: other thing too is what I like is <laughs> you know, I'm trying to cultivate sarcastic humor, you know, in my children. <laughs>
1: Thanks. Thanks so much. So, so, really, so we can, we I'm can. gonna appreciate this as a mom of teenage girls at some point.
0: My sophisticated dad jokes are gonna just flow downstream like the salmon of Capistrano. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till Dumb and Dumber comes, man. I oh, there's a day. Oh man,
1: I hope I'm not. i I hope I'm. I'm out at the spa or somewhere. No, that with be, my with uh, my friends or something, I don't want to be home it, for that it day. W-
0: it will be one of my proudest father moments. Um. Anyway, but, <laughs> but like you know, there were moments where we were laughing at things, and I don't think she was got the joke. So it's nice for her to experience more elevated humor, mm-hmm. so that she can because with elevated humor, you know, okay, yeah, that's a funny joke and stuff. But there's a lot of cultural and societal nuance in humor, and when you get to these more Complex and more higher level, um, abstracted humor, it, it gets your brain going, and and I think they think more complex. If you can understand very nuanced, abstract type of humor, not just you know your normal gag, oh dad fell down or the dog looks silly, if you can get higher level humor, there's a level of cognitive ability in there. And I know I'm trying to pitch humor as like a in a homeschooling I mean, way. It's working for me. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's you have to understand. There's a lot that the joke is built on, right? There's a lot of structure beneath right. the joke. And if you can get a joke or even work towards it, you know, we always talk about this idea of active literacy. Right. Where you always want to read up. and Not always, but, you know, if you want to pull yourself up, you want to read books that are a little bit more challenging. And we, we do that with our children, right? When, mm-hmm. You know, we read a lot of children's books to our kids. And then we start doing chapter books and oh, the kid's not paying attention. Oh, I got to pick the right chapter book or my chapter book has to have a little bit of pictures and then okay, now it gets in, into it. Same thing with like movies with humor and more complex subjects. We want to be able to, in a safe environment where the content is not you know sexualized or violence or mm-hmm. anything of that nature, be able to pull up the abstraction and these movies help do that. Yeah. And I think they help lift her you know the kids today are going to have unbelievable storytelling you know expectations when they're older because mm-hmm. movies like Mitchells versus the machines or inside out and movies like that i mean the storytelling is very sophisticated and if they can you know grok that at this age that is a that is a skill that i don't think i don't think enough effort has been put into understanding the skill around good storytelling um, and And what that means for abstracting expectations into the real world and learning about nuanced societal things or nuanced um understanding uh, understandings of what is right and what is wrong in the world mm-hmm. and you know storytelling is that great mechanism that human beings can learn by not actually doing, mm-hmm. and that kind of separates us from you know the dolphins or. You know whatever you know the elephants and stuff we have this abstraction mentality that we can actually experience without actually doing and we can learn without actually experiencing i think these type of things are really sophisticated and i don't you know some people like to make jokes about how our brains are not actually like evolved to handle these little you know monolith bricks in our pockets you know the internet and the computer and stuff like that and i i do fall into that camp i, I believe that in some respects so but I think good storytelling like this, that's super advanced. I think is a really good thing for cognitive abilities for kids. So it kind of pulls them up in like an active literacy. So I'll get off my soap. My soap yeah, box. well,
1: that was a very technical, booze. I was just gonna say, <laughs> it's I a, it's a good movie. I was just gonna say that it was freaking hilarious. It I is. really enjoyed it. I. I mean, I was looking forward. We actually watched it for my birthday because you were like, what are we going to do? And I didn't want to have to yeah, wait right. till the kids went to bed. And I was like, this movie looks really funny. We'd heard from our some adult friends of ours in our game group that they were like, that movie is hilarious. You guys got to watch it. And it that's was just really, it so, was so good. So I, so... I mean, if you want a funny movie that everyone's going to laugh at, this was this was it. I'm, I'm with you on all the cognitive stuff, but I just thought it was super funny. And I'd totally but, watch it again I mean, just for... I'm, it's hard to get yeah. something that's funny. I mean... We've been going through.
0: I mean, let's be honest: the bazooka canon of cash that is Netflix misses. I think an eighty percent of the yeah, stuff. Yeah, they miss they do. a lot. But I this mean, was really you, good. You, you fell in love with Bridgerton and a few other I mean, things. Wouldn't, Who really? wouldn't? Yeah, I know. Whatever. But I mean, uh, you haven't watched it. but have, You would. I haven't trust watched me. a minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> I watched more of the dude on SNL than I did. on... This. Uh, but um, anyway. Bridget- like these type of movies, I think are good good gets for Netflix, and I'm happy that they're able to once in a while pull out a good one like this.
1: It's hard to find things that are funny. We there was a post recently on Facebook where somebody asked, "What are your kid? What are just some laugh out loud books?" Our our daughter just laughed out loud at the book with no pictures by B J Novak. That was like it was it's it's a basically a book that has no pictures um where you have to read some super funny phrases and things and the book makes you read them cuz adults have to read whatever the book says and our daughter thought it was the funniest thing and it got us laughing and she's yeah, well, laughing and was good and and she just just totally dug it so there were hundreds of comments and people left all these like they're super funny books these books are great oh my kids laugh at this book every time i literally like reserved i don't know 20 books from the library or something these are supposed to be the funniest books everyone says these are so great i read them to my five-year-old and she was just like nope. meh she just didn't none of them were funny and it's, it's so hard sometimes it feels so good to laugh you know we're here kind of still just coming out of our isolation schooling sometimes i just want to sit down And do something that is just purely fun and funny. Um, And as much as I love reading books, it's very rare that we laugh out loud at books. So this just just felt good. It felt good to sit down and for somebody to say this was funny and for it actually to be funny. Laugh. Actual funniness. It was actually funny. We actually loved it um so yeah yeah. we we highly recommend it so
0: mitchell's versus the machines uh check we i think we'll link the trailer down below so you can check it out but it's it's on it's on netflix free to stream if you uh toss those pennies and dollars at netflix every month it is there for you to 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 enjoy um but we'll end how we always end and what we're what are we into so um ariel jingle bells batman smells robin laid an egg
1: it is that time of year again, apparently. It's May,
0: and we are listening to Christmas music. It's
1: almost Memorial Day, and what we're into in this house, apparently, is Christmas Day. Those J-I-N-G-L-E bells. That was today. Um, I think like, it can't it also,
0: stop. Also, the kids. I think there's... Um, I think it's part of post-pandemic kids It's a kids kid starting
1: conspiracy. I think they want to go back to Christmas. All
0: the kids on the street are listening to Christmas music. Right. We've, we've heard this. We,
1: we were walking down the street, talked to another mom, and I said, I said, oh, good. I'm glad to get out of my house because it's like nothing but Christmas music. And she goes, you too? I said, what are you talking <laughs> about? She goes, oh, my gosh. We've had to watch Rudolph, and we watched Polar Express the other day. And literally, she's having to watch all these Christmas music movies, and her kids are listening to Christmas music. Our daughter came down this morning. I kid you not, is almost Memorial Day as and we record Ru- this.
0: Rudolph sweater. She
1: was wearing her Rudolph sweater and her shorts because she was... Mommy, I'm so hot. <laughs> I'm like
0: take your sweater off. It's almost June.
1: I don't know what's now, going on. listen.
0: We live in the Pacific Northwest, and it was a balmy sixty five <laughs> degrees today and rainy. It,
1: it was warm but, in the house. I it just was warm in the house. i I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like the further that you get away from Christmas, they're just they they want to be back there so much that you know, they're you know her birthday's not till late October, our daughter, so maybe she's thinking like it's a long time till I get presents again. I. I don't know what it is, but it's clearly infected other children in the neighborhood. Uh, so let us know if any of y'all are back at Christmas time now. <laughs> because Maybe this is like a child epidemic that all the kids want to be back it's listening to Christmas. Music. Instead of
0: COVID-19, it's Clause, not, it's clause 21. <laughs> we literally,
1: today, my 23-month-old come up, Hey,
0: Google, Christmas music.
1: <laughs> I was like how can you even
0: and google's now listening to her
1: well yeah she says hey google well enough that it can listen but after that it just the little lights they keep running because it just the doesn't doesn't broke, know it's like it's constantly thinking <laughs> <laughs> she broke the
0: ai yeah yeah
1: yeah. and then well and that that was the thing too when you were gone to dance class she wanted to listen to christmas music and finally she started just like getting real upset about christmas
0: music i was not in dance class i was shepherding a child (laughs) to dance class clarify matthew's not doing ballet i am not doing salsa but i might jazzercise from time to time
1: (laughs) when you were god so the little one wakes up from her nap and she was you know she's uh, was upset as she is sometimes when she wakes up from her nap and so you know the only thing that would calm her was christmas music so i was like all right, I I mean we'll see what it plays and hopefully it won't be too bad, right? So I said okay, little and Mariah. She oh yeah, a little a little
0: wham always little...
1: always. She starts smacking the Google to make it louder. She wants <laughs> Frank Sinatra to be as loud as possible in our house singing these old Christmas songs. So yeah, we feel like we've gone back in time a little bit. Um, as it was beautiful today and our kids are listening to Christmas music. So. Hopefully we're not alone, but we're going to be real. That's what we're into this week.
0: (laughs) Hope you guys are having a good time.
1: Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time.
0: Happy homeschooling.